Coming up on today's episode, we discuss hard seltzers, minimalist wardrobes, virtual baseball fans, and smart homes. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Joining me today are Robbie Silver, Mike Wyman, and Patrick Lothian. Hello, friends. Hello, Michael. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hi. It has been a week since we last recorded, so I thought we would start off by sharing what is new in our lives, starting with Robbie Silver. Well, I'm not going to read the update that Pat has put in the prompt for me. And I don't think I can say it on the podcast. No, maybe we'll screenshot it and put it in an ephemeral story on our Instagram. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would love that. Please do. (laughs) Um, Well, we came back from West Virginia to New Jersey. We've been here for a few days. There's one problem. Uh, My daughter, since we've gotten here, has been waking up every morning at 5 a.m. Actually, yesterday was 4.40 a.m. And she's waking up for the day. And that hasn't Mm. been ideal. Um, But just a few hours ago, I blacked out her room. I got some contractor bags from the hardware store, (laughs) put it up along the window. Her room is dark. So I'm hoping that come tomorrow morning, she gets a good uh, 7 a.m. wake up. So fingers crossed. How many naps is she down to now? It's about two. She wants, her body wants to go to one, but she's just not quite there yet. So it's about two. Same with Jack. Okay, Patrick, what's going on with you? Um, so one of the podcasts that I listened to, uh, had a good link that kind of was related to what we were talking about last week with voting and mandatory voting. Um, but they make it very easy for you to get, uh, mail in ballots. So if you go to votesaveamerica.com slash every last vote, you basically put in your information with where you live. And they will do some automation that will send you what you need to know in order to do an online ballot. Um, it's, it's very easy. It just goes into your email, click a couple buttons. I got the, um, the form I needed to fill out. The one bad thing for me is in Tennessee, um, apparently they, uh, there's a court case that allows anyone to do online voting because of COVID, but they have not updated their form. Online voting or online registration? Online registration so you can mail in your vote. Got it. So most states, you're able to do this. Uh, Wine in right now. I know Texas, you're not allowed to use COVID as a reason to mail in your ballot, which is awesome. Um, Hopefully there'll be a court (laughs) case there that allows you to. Um, But for everyone else in like 43 of the states, something like that, you can uh, go to that link and then not have to uh, go to a polling place this November with all the COVID. This makes it really easy if like you've moved recently and you just don't know what your new locations process is, right? Yes. All right. And there's other information on there as well. (laughs) Just just other information? Just for for voting stuff. Ah, baseball stats. (laughs) Thank you, Patrick. You are a civic hero. We appreciate you. All right, Wynan, what's going on with you? Uh, I'm still here. Uh, It is... Day in Austin? One, yes, day 140 of 15 days flat the curve. 
So I'm looking to, uh, <laughs> it's not my joke, but uh, I'm looking to get out of Texas. The problem is that nobody wants Texans in their state. Yeah. Um, so, and it takes like seven hours to drive out of Texas. Um, was looking at New Mexico because it's only about an eight hour, nine hour drive to some mountains where it's a lot cooler. But uh, currently, you, if I did do that, I'd have to completely quarantine myself into like the cabin that we rented. So Are you hoping to do happen. this for like a, a short term trip or a long term stay? Like a week, you know, like driving a weekend, you know, I don't know how long my my dog can handle in a car. and I don't want to do it like a two day drive because, again, it takes mm-hmm. forever to get out of Texas. But I think we can do New Mexico in 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 one day. And so that's my hope is that um, I managed to do that. When right. my dog was a puppy. Uh, every time that I took him, I drove him to Chicago a handful of times. He would throw up in the car. Yeah. So <laughs> That's what I'm rental saying. cars. And one time he <laughs> threw up in a space like underneath the emergency brake. And luckily it was winter. <laughs> so, so it didn't smell yet. So I just returned it and hoped that I didn't get a phone call. any day now (laughs) come springtime that puke is gonna thaw Mm. out and (laughs) that renter's gonna experience it (laughs) all right so update uh, on my end last week um, i teased that we were gonna be talking about elon musk today but uh change of plans we are not gonna be talking about elon musk and this uh is for a couple of different reasons we're gonna be saving elon musk for a future episode um, when I thought that we were going to be talking about him today, I put a poll up on our Instagram, which I've done a couple of times and have actually gotten some surprising um, like number of, of you know, people who have participated in the polls. And uh, only 22% were for Elon Musk, 78% were, was uh, against Elon Musk, which was shocking to me. And it Mike, turns out been- that... <laughs> quite a nut bar the last well, couple yeah, of weeks. He's, he's been pretty hot in the news. <laughs> and so we thought that we would, you know, have a little cooling period. Um, and then we could also really devote perhaps an entire episode to the various aspects of Elon Musk, because to try to, um, you know, dis- determine the for or against uh, nature of this individual, especially given recent um you know, uh, events that have taken place was maybe too much for a 10 to 15 minute segment. So uh, we're going to, we're, we're saving that for season two. Um, but then also just uh, what's happening, go check out our Instagram at for against pod, and you can participate in various polls. Uh, and we're going to be bringing some of that information into the conversations that we will be sharing today. So yeah, that's I like my update. I like a, a, f- a full episode on Musk. I know we'll have to dedicate at least 20 to 25 minutes about your undying love uh, and love letters. So. Yeah, I'll have to read the various sonnets I've written. In <laughs> okay, now I'm pleased to introduce uh, the first sponsor of our show. For or Against is brought to you by Bye Bye Liver, the party card game. Based on the long-running hit play of the same name, Bye Bye Liver, the card game is a mix of classic party games like Would You Rather, Never Have I Ever, and Most Likely Two, as well as some new games straight from the Bye Bye Liver writer's room. Both the original game and the expansion pack, The Deck Too Far, are available at buybyliver.com. Use promo code FOA at checkout to save 20% on your purchase. As part of this sponsorship, we've been asked to play one round of Would You Rather from the game. This week, Pat is going to lead us off. Pat. Do it. Okay. Would you rather 
everyone knows you are no longer allowed at Chuck E. Cheese or you can only eat at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Robbie. I'm only allowed to eat at Chuck E. Cheese ever for yes. every meal ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or everybody. Everyone that you've ever known or will know immediately knows you are not allowed in a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... I would go with that one. I would be okay if people knew that I wasn't allowed there. I, as long as Lexi stays married to me, I could deal with it. And I don't want to eat that pizza every day. That is garbage pizza, and I would probably die way too young. What else would you like to go, Pat? Okay. You're, you're, you're uh, leading this segment. All right. Um, McFadden, go ahead. All right. So um, I actually started a bar crawl in college at Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> because um, you might not know this. They, they serve a beer at, at Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, what happened was uh, we walked in. This was a bar crawl with two other guys. <laughs> we took one step in the door. We looked around and immediately decided this was a bad idea and walked away. <laughs> so that's uh, not necessarily relevant to this particular would you rather, but it is a fun um, you know, uh, aside. I think I would probably, like Robbie, choose to um, – have everybody know that I was not allowed at Chuck E. Cheese because then I could spin a, a fun yarn about uh, why I wasn't there. Sure. Because you haven't, like, that's fair. The implication is, <laughs> you know, is that you're not there for very specific reasons. Very specific reasons. But, you know, if someone's like, wait, you're the guy that's not allowed at Chuck E. Cheese, I'd be like, yeah, let me tell you why. And then I think I could, I think I could spin it in an endearing fashion. Yeah. I, 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 with you, I guess since Pat decided to abdicate his responsibilities. <laughs> I, uh, I too, I think would choose uh, to be the guy who wasn't allowed at, uh, at Chuck E. Cheese. I think I'd, I'd have to change my name to like Dave R. Buster to, to like, <laughs> like have some kind of plausible deniability as to why I wasn't allowed there. They'd be like, oh, it makes sense. Cause you're, you're, they, you're that Dave. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's funny, Lexi, Lexi and I, I think three years ago now, Lexi on a whim was like, you know what, let's have some weird childhood-like fun and go to Dave & Buster's. So we went there in Times Square in New York City, got there, bought a $20 pass to play, and after we bought it, we actually walked into the arcade area, and it was a mob of 5 to 13-year-old children everywhere, and we took maybe half a lap around, and we're like, yeah, we can't do this. And we walked out. What time was it? $20. It was like middle of the day on a weekend. Yeah, Dave, you have to go at night if you want the adult time. Yeah, when the adults aren't working. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob yeah, remember. What about you? What's your, what's your would you rather? <clears throat> um, I was originally thinking that I would eat the pizza, but you did bring <laughs> up a good point. As like a freelancer, that's like a good in to walk into a business and have them immediately go, you're the guy that can't eat a Chuck E. Cheese. And then I can tell the story and then win so it's, an, it, it's an icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rob, do you remember when we went to that Dave and Buster's in Times Square and there's a secret theater behind it and had one of the funnest days <gasps> of our entire life? Yes. Oh, I forgot that that was at Dave and Buster's. That yeah. was actually incredible. It was one yeah, of the greatest nights of my life. We walked so. in. Uh, it was uh, Wynan <laughs> and his wife, Lexi and me. Uh, and we walked. And we were with um, other we were Lexi, the, too. Yeah. 
Another we, day. It's a long story. <laughs> well, we but just the short of it is we walked into Dave and Buster's and you keep walking through and there's this gorgeous, you know, probably hundred year old theater, large, <laughs> ornamental, beautiful, and they put on the most amazing show, which we don't have time to get into, but that was awesome. Well, that sounds you can only lovely. get through it through a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much to our sponsor, Bye Bye Liver, the card game. Go check them out at buybyeliver.com. Now it's time to play for or against. One of us is going to present a topic. We will analyze that topic. Then each of us will decide whether or not we are for or against that topic. Mike Winan, I'm excited to start our show with your topic today. Why don't you uh, give us a little background, you know, how this, this topic came to, to be in your mind? You know, uh, it, it, it happened overnight, I think it felt like in, in my mind that, uh, that hard seltzers took over America. Um, <laughs> it seems like they're sold uh, everywhere, uh, <laughs> like literally everywhere. You can get it. They're sold general. everywhere and, and every alcohol company makes their own version and, of it. Yes, yeah. yes. So they've exploded. And um, only a couple of years ago, they were sold nowhere. Nowhere. Nobody made them. <laughs> they were non-existent. So yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, the, um, in the last four years, they've tripled 300 or yeah, they've 300% growth for the last four years in a row. Each year, uh, 300%, each year, 300% growth, wow. 82 million cases were sold last year, which is enough for one hard seltzer a week per drinker in the United States. <laughs> wow. Um, and I can't think of anything. I thought it was going to be like four loco. Where it's like around for a little bit, a funny little gag, a horrible hangover, and then move on. Uh, but no, it, it seems like they're here to stay. I've had one sip of one once, and that's been my my entirety of, of my experience with it. Um, Has so, anyone else tried? So it? right now, yeah, I think we'll go around and, and share our experiences with it, what our initial thoughts are, and and this is our first live for against we've all brought uh, with us hard seltzers to drink. Uh, before giving our final verdict. Uh, Patrick, uh, what's your experience with hard seltzer? Um, I have no experience. Um, I first saw this, as I'm sure a lot of people did, as a Bud Light seltzer on a Super Bowl commercial, Mm -hmm. which was like real weird to me that they were making a a seltzer and it was called Bud Light. Because you think of Bud Light, yeah, you think of just a... A shitty beer. Yeah, well, and they have so yeah, many I, drinks. Why call Budweiser? I wanted to jump off or latch onto this, piggyback off of what you were saying, is because Bud Light is a like a skew underneath the the brand Budweiser, mm-hmm. and so it's like Bud Light is a specific thing, as far <laughs> as I know. Let's make a different <laughs> like, thing that, with the same name, right? Yeah. It would be like if like Jeep decided to create like a new car that was called the Wrangler. But like, like the Jeep Wrangler sedan, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. what the Wrangler is, and so yeah. that was, yeah, definitely threw me for a loop too. Pat. Yes, and um, <clears throat> as I've said before, that I wa- there's some streamers that I watch again all around my age, but they're like <laughs> all they like drink seltzer all the time, and they're like, oh, this stuff's so good. So I was kind of interested do they drink hard seltzer or hard, just hard like, seltzer yeah because in addition to the hard seltzer phenomenon we've also had just the seltzer phenomenon. oh yes and like Pepsi has come out with bubbly and you know Lacroix has always been around mm-hmm. but it seems like it's more uh you know you know present these days yes. and i i hate that stuff so i'm a little worried <laughs> about this uh, oh he's so gonna pat, like it pat have you never had a sip of hard seltzer not hard seltzer before oh. and mine is 
a full 24 fluid ounces of truly hard seltzer wild berry. So you got the tall boy? <laughs> well, it's either I station. bought, it, it was either I bought a like 12 pack or I could buy this one giant. <laughs> I went with the one. All right. So we're going to, Mike, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to wait to drink, right? We're gonna yeah, go we're going to wait first. Wait, okay. Mike, what, what's your experience with it? Okay. I have a question about the hard seltzer thing because um, is like a, a vodka um, and like soda is like that you would, you know, order as like a cocktail or like a gin and tonic. Is that not a hard seltzer? So according, no. according to like the distributors, you know, uh, trade, right. The tr- people who are in this, it's not, sure. yeah, it's okay. called a ready made drink. So an RMD, I believe they're called. Okay, because I've also seen there, there's some lines that are being blurred here because I've also seen in addition to the explosion of the hard seltzer, um, you know, segment of the market, they've started to like can cocktails. Like I've seen yeah. canned yeah. like Moscow mules, for example. And so I, I would say that, yes, I, I understand the, the trade associations, you know, definition. I would say that, yeah, I've had a hard seltzer, but it was sort of a, a deconstructed hard seltzer that was then <laughs> reconstructed in front of me. Um, I find it difficult to believe it's going to taste like significantly different. Um, but uh, according to the trade association, I have not had a hard seltzer. Now I am a, an avid <coughs> seltzer fan. So I really like LaCroix Pat. And I also like um, <laughs> the, the Trader Joe's version of uh, LaCroix, the, the raspberry lime specifically, which by oh. the way, if I wasn't able to get to the store to get my own hard seltzer, which tonight I will be drinking a, or sampling a uh, black cherry white claw, um, I was going to have to use the only seltzer that I had with the only alcohol I had, which would have been the raspberry lime Trader Joe seltzer with a shot of Jim Beam. <laughs> it does not count. <laughs> so I'm glad I made it to uh, to the store so I didn't have uh, to real DIY. Quick to jump in here. Sorry. I just looked at the ingredients on this. It starts filtered carbonated water. Okay. Makes sense. And then just alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Step two. (laughs) Rob, how about you? Uh, So I have had hard seltzer. Uh, The first time was only maybe a month ago in West Virginia. Picked up some beers for myself and Lexi picked up some White Claw and Truly. So I I sampled both uh, types of the, I think those are two of the bigger, I guess, more independent brands that are players in the space. And I... I enjoyed it, but here's my thing. I, I've got no beef with fruity flavored alcohol. But if I'm going to have fruity flavored alcohol, I would like it to get me drunk very quickly. Because if I <laughs> sip fruity flavored alcohol over a long period of time, it starts to make me feel a little sick, like, like I'm drinking too much sugar over a long period of time. So I want like, like hard liquor and a fruity drink. Not okay. like a beer type of fruity thing that will last over many, many cans or glasses. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical on, on how I'm going to be creating this, but we'll see when we do the taste test. <laughs> we shall see. What did you go with? The oh, self- oh. The, oh, yeah. So here's another thing. So as, we, as Pat discussed, all these different beer companies have their own version, Bud Light has theirs. If you think back to college, uh, I wanted to relive my college days in a way. And as a fraternity guy in college, every frat guy has that shitty beer that they would drink. 
some would go to Milwaukee's Best, some would go to Keystone Light, and some would go to Natural Light, or as they call it, Natty Light. I found a tall boy Natty Light seltzer, <laughs> oh, strawberry gosh. and kiwi. I, I almost bought that, but I thought I might throw up. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I think I might too, but since I've already had white pot and truly... I wanted to mix it up a bit and, and really torture myself here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I th- Michael, what about you? Yeah, I, I've, so I've had one sip of one at a party when you used to be able to have a sip of somebody else's drink. And um, parties. That is, that is, and part, <laughs> when you said parties, that's... <laughs> um, so I, I, th- I think my experience is limited. Uh, I think in my mind there are, are two groups of people who this appeals to and Rob, you may overlap with both of them. <laughs> One is like an older generation like ourselves who's looking for like a refreshing alternative to beer or wine, less bloat. We're all watching our waistlines <laughs> uh, and, and fewer calories. And I think that's how it's presented uh, in, in commercials and, and in, in the media. But I think there's also a majority of these sales are from a younger set of people who see it like as like a powerful new weapon in the war against sobriety. <laughs> like it's a, it's a smart bomb for booze because easy drinking it's pretty damn high in alcohol you're in and out you're out of the next target and that's what you were describing rob it's like uh, a four local without the caffeine so you don't go insane that's uh, a good like point 5%. <laughs> yeah, it's five so it's five percent um but we'll see if, if it tastes like that before if, we move on to the sampling, I'd just like the record to show that although, Patrick, you did not drink um, hard seltzers, you were a Mike's Hard Lemonade fan. And I just want people to know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a proud Mike. Sorry, <laughs> That's why so, you got that tattoo on your lower back. <laughs> yes. I have both a White Claw mango flavored and uh, a truly a wild berry. So, Patrick, and I, I'm going to oh. try them both. My goal is to uh, to finish one of them. The, the Are you drinking Tall Boys there? Are drinking Tall ounces? Boys from again, I, yeah, uh-huh. from the gas station. I'm the only so, one. We can have a review now and at the end of the show. <laughs> sure, we can revisit if anybody's puked. Right. Are you are you cracking these open? Let's grip it, rip it, my boys. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Cheers brothers are we gonna go in order or are we all going Let's at the just same all time go. Let's okay. chug it like in college. one two three chug shotgun hmm i like that we all sipped at the same time so there was dead audio well i think they'll be able to fill up put in some bubbling noises <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so i've had the white claw mango and i literally taste nothing which yeah. i think for that young set is is the objective <laughs> mike your your description of a powerful uh weapon on the war against sobriety i think is probably the most appropriate description i have ever heard <laughs> because this um i think one of the critiques of uh like a lacroix is that there isn't enough flavor that it like it almost tastes bad because like there's a hint and it's just like it's just a tease that but there's not enough there and so it seems like the folks at white claw took that note and like, we're going to give you just enough flavor um, to, to fix that problem. And it's going to completely disguise any sense of, <laughs> of okay. alcohol whatsoever. Um, so are we for or against at this point? Or are we still in the taste let's, test? Let's, let's sip everybody give their, uh, uh, so yeah, let's, let's, so Mike, are you for or against you? You've, uh, you've given your thoughts. Okay. I'll start off here. Um, I think, um, 
I think it tastes like a good drink. Like I would like want to have one of these like at, at lunch. And if I didn't know that there was alcohol in this, like I could easily see accidentally bringing one of these to work. And so <laughs> I'm very against these drinks. I feel that if there's going to be uh, an age restricted substance in the thing that you're consuming, it should be evident that <laughs> it's age restricted. <laughs> I can totally imagine my son putting this in his sippy cup and having a great time because of all the bubbles. <laughs> so I am against, uh, at least in, in my current position in life, uh, uh, I'm against. You're going against our voters. <laughs> I am, yes. We'll reveal the, the voter total at the end of this too. Patrick, your first try. <laughs> what is, how is it? Um, so I'm having the same reason why you were talking about how there's just like not enough flavor in the LaCroix stuff. Similar with this, like it's not quite enough. And I've, I'm interested in wine. And once you have tried this one, the Wildberry, if it's just me, but it feels or it tastes like somebody poured just a little bit of Bud Light in here. Like, <laughs> just like a little aftertaste. It's like real, real gnarly. So I was going to say uh, gasoline, so you're being <laughs> kind. Yeah, so I'm going to drink it, but I'm against. <laughs> Robert, well, how's Natty Light? It's funny because I absolutely do taste that little bit of beer after this as well with the Natty Light. Which they is just hysterical. washed out one of the cans. <laughs> <laughs> is it like some craft brewers will age their um, their beer in like old oak like whiskey casks? Is it, are they trying to do the same thing where they're doing like the old Natty Light oh. barrel to to brew their <laughs> seltzer? I hope so. In the Natty Light, brew is being I, kind. I, you know what, to be honest, I thought that I was going to be against for the reasons that I first laid out about, you know, not wanting to just slow sip a fruity flavored beer over several drinks. But I don't know, it's kind of like coming to a party, All having right. some fun. So like, I kind of like that disgusting Natty Light beer aftertaste because it's Is like- this just it's Corona Robbie that likes this and normal Robbie? <laughs> yeah, if I walked outside and could actually see people and, and hang out at an actual party, probably not, but I kind of surprisingly like it. So I'm four. I want to know how you feel at, the, at ounce 23 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually um, an extra tall boy. It's 25 ounces. Ooh, so. All right. All right. Really Michael, what about you? So I've had both the, the White Claw and the Truly. I have to say the White Claw is the one that completely masks the taste. As Patrick yeah. stated, there's something a little funky. I don't know if it's <laughs> Bud Light gasoline or, or some kind of animal part, like right at the end there. Um, but uh, neither of them were particularly enjoyable experiences. <laughs> I would fall into that older set, I think, who would drink this as a, as a, supplement, as a, as a substitute to light beer so I don't get so bloated and, and maybe uh, uh, watch my waistline. But I'm looking at the, the nutrition facts on the back of this thing. And this, this one can has 170 calories, which is the same as a pint of beer. Um, so that defeats that purpose entirely. Um, but if I needed to get drunk and I needed to do it really fast, uh, I'd probably take some shots, but then I would have some. <laughs> so I'm, I'm against. Yeah. I feel like the slogan for White Claw should be like alcohol for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just we promise. Drink 
one of these when you can have a nice Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> it's the same company as White Claw, by the way. You're, oh, you're bashing it, your funny. own the same parent company. <laughs> oh, wow. Who knew? All right. Any, anything else that we want to say about hard seltzers? I'm going to try and finish one of these boys by yeah. the end of this thing. So the rest yeah. of these should, should be fun for us all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move along now to um, a, my topic. Um, we're going to be talking about minimalist wardrobes. Now, as a point of clarification, I am not talking about capsule wardrobes. And so this came up, um, what I've been starting to do also is post um, like teaser Instagram posts um, about the topics that we're going to talk about so that people that are following us can then, you know, give us uh, any, any talking points. And so Robbie, your uh, lovely spouse asked me, am I talking about capsule wardrobes? Um, which for those of you that don't know, it's basically like you have few clothes, but every article of clothing complements another article of clothing that you have. So while you may only have 20 to 30 articles of clothing, you might have 150, you know, outfits that you could piece together. Um, so I'm not talking about that. I'm for that. Um, but I'm talking about minimalist wardrobes where you would really only have like one t-shirt. Now you might have eight, nine of those t-shirts or, or however many, you know, mm-hmm. you would have, but like, it's literally one style. So and this, like, this is like, like the Simon Cowell wardrobe. Sort of. Um, if, if you are a, an avid YouTube watcher, there's a guy named Matt Diavella. He directed the Netflix documentary uh, Minimalism, and he himself is is a self-described minimalist. And so he, for example, has um, a T-shirt from uh, J. Crew. It's like charcoal gray, and like he only wears that all the time. And then he wears like a dark pair of blue jeans, and everything that he owns is like of a, a high quality. Um, so like he has a really nice pair of blue jeans, but like he only has one you know, style. And then everything that he has is just like one of them. And one of the reasons that people subscribe to this uh, way of wearing clothes is like it, it eliminates de- uh, decision fatigue. Like you always know what you're going to wear. And so I want to know, are you for or against minimalist wardrobes? And Robbie, since uh, your spouse um, posted the, the clarif- clarifying question on Instagram, I want to start with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you actually brought up the point I was going to hit on, which is it minimizes decision fatigue, because I've actually heard about this before. So personally, I know that I'm not known for my fashion, but I actually do like to look good in my own way. And uh, even if it's not something that's necessarily like, uh, like a nice looking button down shirt, maybe it's just like a flannel. I wore that flannel for a reason, because I like the way that flannel looks and I like the way it feels, but I might not want to wear that flannel every single day. So I do actually enjoy the creativity, the expression, the self-expression of having differences in your wardrobe. But having said that, I'm actually very for minimalist wardrobes. Uh, I, I feel like, yeah, if I could get a dozen gray t-shirts, maybe one blazer to mix it up on cooler days, and then just a bunch of pairs of jeans... I could do that. And to your point, it's one less thing I have to think about every day. I still look good. I still feel good. And I know, it's, I know it sounds silly. Like, are you really working that hard to decide what you're wearing? Maybe not that hard, but over the course of a day, you make a lot of decisions. And to spend five less minutes worrying about what you're putting on, that's five more minutes that you can use to think about bigger problems. So I'm for. All right. Thank you very much, Robbie. Let's go to Michael. Hi. Um, I... Um it's an interesting concept. Um, and I will say, uh, I am 
in the end against uh, minimalist wardrobes. I think wardrobes are um, one of the few things we have for self-expression, particularly in in public. Um, and uh, I'm a little bit of a fashionista myself. Um, so, so I'm against it in, in, in that I think it constricts you in, in your um, a way that you can express yourself. However, I'd like to take a little bit of a side tack on that and that there's, um, I definitely support the idea that like uh, fashion and fast fashion is terrible for you, uh, the economy and, and the earth. There's a lot of ethical issues and, and stuff that goes into fashion, like poor labor conditions, the huge impact it has on the environment. So there's like a, a similar side movement where people are looking for, um, you know, to just reduce the size of their um, their closets and reduce the size of their wardrobes by things that are really versatile, which I think is kind of the same kind of um, uh, tack that that that, the, that you were mentioning with that YouTuber. In yeah, that I think the, the minimalist yeah. the minimalist wardrobes it, it's definitely about function. I yeah. think, but yeah. but then also not at the expense of like you don't have to wear like you know, something that doesn't complement your body type. And so like, you know, Matt Diavella, one of the things that's interesting about him is his wardrobe um, almost becomes invisible. Like mm. it's just nondescript, dark blue jeans. Um, you know, you probably wear the same dark blue jeans, you know, more than one time a week. And like nobody ever knows because it's just, it's like, there's no attention drawn to it. And the charcoal gray t-shirt, again, like there's just no attention drawn to it. I think in almost every recording I've worn this like Navy Heather Navy shirt. Um, and I don't know if anybody has like noticed that, but like Mike, your shirt's bright red. And so like people would, would notice if you wore that every single recording. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, you know, this shirt is mentioned that you brought it up is, is, um, uh, by a company Buck Mason, who along with a couple other companies like American giant, um, a few in Scandinavian companies that are doing something similar to that, where it is block, you know, block colors, not, not, you know, they're meant to be, uh, have a lifespan belong beyond a single season. So you really are reducing, you know, you have a couple of Oxford shirts, you got a couple of t-shirts uh, and that's it. So there may be, it's not the same color every time, but it is, you know, the same style and, and sh- things that you can wear for, um, a long time that are going to be durable um, and last you a long time and aren't going to go out of style before they, before they get worn out. So that side of things I'm very into. I'd say that everything I bought in the last couple of years probably falls into that camp. But I think this minimalist uh, that you're describing is a bit too far. Okay. Patrick, what do you think? Um, I don't like picking out clothes in the morning because like none of my stuff looks good or goes together. <laughs> I'm just bad at it. So if I was like allowed to do this, like if my wife was cool with it and my boss was cool with only having like two looks, I, oh, I would love this. I think I would go a little bit wider and do like five shirt t-shirts of slightly different colors that I still don't have to think about. I could just throw on. Um, but I don't think I'd want to wear like the same. It would feel like a uniform if I wore it every single day. But I would love like a couple like button downs and then like five different colors and maybe, I mean, I, I watched the video and he has like a suit and like a jacket and stuff like that. 
So, so stop talking about it and just do it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Pat, I don't know if you have the, the same issue that I have is that um, I, I don't find clothes that fit really well. Like you're a tall guy. I'm uh, an average hike. I'm like 5'11". Um, legally, I'm six feet tall, but um, in reality, I'm 5'11". Um, but I have a really long torso and my younger brother's like two or three inches shorter than me, but he's got longer legs. And so like a medium sized t-shirt fits me like width wise, but it's like almost a crop top every time I wear it. And so like for me, one of the reasons that this is so appealing is if I find a t-shirt that fits right, and I found this one, um, like I literally have four of these and I wear them like multiple times a week. And so I'm also um, for this, not, not so extreme. I feel like you can dial up or dial down like mm -hmm. how you know, extreme you're following minimalist wardrobe, you know, lifestyle. Um, but I definitely like the principles and, um, I, I don't like like dressing up. Like I, I don't like that at all. I'd rather, I'd actually rather have to wear a uniform so I don't have to think about it at all and could just like defer that decision to somebody else. So I, I'm for the minimalist wardrobe. And then wine, and I, I really like what you say about like American Giant. Um, you know, I think they've also like vertically integrated like every aspect of production. And so like they know every step from like the farmer that has grown the cotton that's being yeah. spun into, you know, the thread that they're using into their fabric. But at the same time, it's like a $120 like hoodie. <laughs> but if it lasts you 10 years, it's actually cheaper. Yeah. And so that's, that's like a really good point is a lot of times I, in my, um, in my thirties, I've started to like make decisions about buying something if I only really like it because so often I've like bought something that I kind of like, but it didn't quite fit as well as I want it to, but it was only like 20 or $30. And so I have like a closet of like five sweatshirts that don't really fit well that I never really wear because I don't like. And if I just bought that one American giant hoodie and I could have one that I really like and sort of wear for the next decade. So yeah. And it's not going to go out of style and it's going to, you know, it'll be something that you can, it'll be versatile too. Cause you can wear it with different jeans. You can do it with t-shirts. You can wear it with the like Oxford, you know, yeah, there's definitely something about, I think, in fashion specifically, or in, and I don't even really want to call it fashion because that sounds a little bit too pretentious, but like in clothing, like if you are willing to spend, uh, you know, more money, like the quality is like definitely proportional to the amount that you spend. There's like definitely a jump, right? Yes. All right. I think we've exhausted this topic. Very good. Uh, let's go on to uh, Ravi. What do you have for us? Well, as a quick check-in, how are you guys doing with your hard seltzers? Woo! <laughs> I have been, no idea what I just said. So, <laughs> I've I've Get been having some serious burps that I've been releasing on mute. I am so not. I don't subject you guys to that. Um, the, the longer that I'm drinking mine, the more I am detecting the uh, alcohol content. So I don't know if it's like a, a so weird suspension a that happens. What's that? Are you it's safe for Jack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Are you know. detecting the alcohol taste-wise or brain-wise? Uh, taste-wise. Taste-wise. Got it. I'm starting to detect the brain-wise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before, before you introduce after dark, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, uh, for the past couple of episodes when we've introduced um, your segment, you've you've let off with a a great big hey oh <laughs> hey oh can, can you give us one of those hey oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. What do you have for us? So 
if you're a fan of Major League Baseball, you know that the season started this past week. And on Fox, they broadcast some games with virtual baseball fans, meaning they're actually putting CGI fans into the crowds where right now, you know, the, the baseball players are playing in front of empty stadiums. The seats are not filled with real people. But on Fox, for some shots, not all shots, but for some shots, they make it look like there are fans in, in some of the seats. And those fans are cheering. They're wearing the team's colors. They're doing the wave. Um, so th- I guess this is kind of a two-part for against because that's mostly what I want to talk about. But there are also, uh, on a lot of broadcasts, a lot of teams are choosing to put cardboard cutouts of fans, of actual human beings, uh, into their physical seats. Um, so I guess it's kind of a discussion about both, but with a focus on the CGI aspect. Robbie, so, can you clarify how realistic are the CGI fans? Are they like the Sims or is it like the latest, you know, PS5 preview? It's, it, it's somewhere in the middle. It, it does look like video game quality, which I think is better than the Sims um, you know, in terms of like current video games. But I've noticed, so I'm a baseball fan and watching some of the games, They'll have the fans in the stands, but it, the line of the fans won't exactly line up with the seats. And so you'll see like <laughs> the bottom of a fan above the, where the seat is actually visible. And so, and it kind of bounces around a bit, but it, listen, it's pretty good. It, is, it's is, the fan, is the fan like AI algorithm, like smart enough to like to respond to the action? Or is it just like, is it the same like, emotion <laughs> on repeat, like like you know, in an early like Nintendo sixty four video game? So again, it's kind of a hybrid. As far as I understand, if there's a big moment in the game, the, the crowd actually does get up and cheer. Um, but if you if you don't look closely, it kind of looks real. If you look closely, you start to notice the patterns where it's okay. like, okay, this section is doing the exact same thing as this other <laughs> section. Uh, it's just not, maybe not nearly as obvious as it was back in Nintendo games back in 1988. All right, who would you like to start off? Um, well, let's start with you because you're asking the questions. Let's see what you think about this. Okay, so I have a, a couple different takes. Real quick, I'm a big fan of the cardboard cutouts of actual fans. I think that's really cool. I think that if mm-hmm. I liked baseball, which I don't, <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely want to like take a, a picture of myself in front of my TV, in front of like the still frame of me, in front of my cardboard cutout. That would be really cool. It'd be a good way to sort of like commemorate the year that is, you know, 2020. Now, as to the CGI um, fans, like to me, this is just like the dumbest thing. First. <laughs> like it's an empty stadium, just like don't do it. Um, but also, I think that 2020 is one of the dumbest years <laughs> that I have <laughs> in history. So it's so perfectly fitting. So maybe for that reason, I am for the CGI <laughs> fans. It's, it's as dumb as everything else that's happened this entire year. <laughs> I love that. Oh, all right. Wynand, what do you got? Uh, I'm, uh, l- listen, sports is just dr- another drama show, in my opinion, right? It's, it's we're trying to follow this drama. Um, and I think the, the crowd noise and the CGI is exactly the same thing as a laugh track in a comedy, <laughs> which I despise. Like, if a show has a laugh track, I will not watch it. So, objectively, 
I'm against it. Right. I was going to add a laugh track to this episode. Should I, <laughs> you should not. Should I not? <laughs> like, sp- like Mike said, like sports are weird right now and we can't hide from there. We should just live in it. Like uh, the crowd noise isn't going to change that and make us pretend like we're living in, in 2019. Yes. Um, I, I love that you yeah. brought up the crowd noise because I've actually yeah. had some discussions with some people and most people who are baseball fans I discuss with, they're like, Oh, I'm okay with the crowd noise. But I'm like, but it's not real. Like, it's why? Real. It, I think you the described Premier it League does it. it. It is a laugh track. It's to prompt you to get excited. It, it, just embrace it. Like, the, pretend this is Little League Baseball. They're playing the game. There's no one there. Just no. enjoy it. If, if you care about the game, enjoy the game as it is. I feel I like do. I might not notice the, the <laughs> audio if, if, like, no one brought it to my attention. If they just had crowd noise in the background. But then you see I empty I stadium? I, I think like, I think it would take me a while. Like I'm just admitting, like, I think it would take me a while <laughs> I'm to like you. notice the Done incongruence that. between the absence of people and like the presence of people sound. Yeah. Cause the, your the brain CGI, would make sense to your brain. Yeah, the, <laughs> the CGI is, is doubly creepy though. Like I was already worried about AI taking my job and now it's taking my pastimes as well. I don't like it. <laughs> um, it's, it's, um, um, it, it's just let's just live in the moment of the weirdness. I will say that it is interesting in baseball in that they have to like put in some real sound because or else you'd be able to hear the catcher's feet and you can hear if it's a ball. So like that's been something they've had to work out as they've been playing these games. You can hear the catcher's feet? Yeah, so if there's no crowd, then the the hitter would be able to hear the catcher move. And if he hears the catcher move mm. far, then he knows it's going to be a ball, like or like the, it's or a cutter that's going to be outside the zone. Oh, so and you're so saying it actually, that it's changed the dynamics of the game? It actually changes the game, which is interesting. Wait, so are they, they piping to, in the 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 sound to the players in real life? No. So in some stadiums, it depends on the stadium because they all have different acoustics. But in some stadiums, they have the players instead of being in the um, dugouts, they're actually some of them are behind uh, home plate. So that, like just their ambient noise is going to like drown out the, um, so crazy. the, the, the catcher, which is, is unique so to baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick, what do you got? Um, so for first somewhat related and it's, it just so makes me so angry how you like can't trust some <laughs> things that you read. Cause I saw an article that said that the baseball people, decided not to, to like postpone the season not do a season this year because of COVID I'm like oh that's crazy they couldn't figure it out it's like basketball they have them in this big area where they're all just together and playing and then I saw another article later and it was like that's not true at all it's like why would you write an article saying that the season is it was just like the what is happening anyway that's going on a, on a white claw inspired tangent <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slow down on the seltzer, buddy. <laughs> um, what do you think about the topic? It's the <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you need a reminder um, what it is. I, I want to know CGI fans <laughs> in baseball games. I want to know who this, who's this for? Like, it's for it, you. It's for the viewer to get you involved. I guess. Like I agree with. I mean, Mark, listen. Like you're the guy who likes to watch other people play video games. This should be right up your alley. Yeah. Well, first of all, it looks exactly like The Sims. I don't know the last one. And Grabby, it's come a long way. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, I mean, you're right. It looks exactly like. I haven't played a sports game in a while, but like, 
10 years ago, you'd see the crowd and there'd be like 20 people doing the same exact like movement with their arms next to 20 other people doing the same exact, like it looks just like that. Uh, the wave looks kind of cool. I think this is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> but I couldn't be more for it. <laughs> Whoa, what a pivot. <laughs> it's like, it's so dumb that it's like amazing. I just like, I enjoy it so much. Just let it burn. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that, why. I, I hope that they're not keeping the, um, like any copies of the games without the CGI so that like when they're doing a retrospective on like some player in like 2040 and they uh, show a clip from 2020, it's just like so <laughs> weird to be like, why is yes. it this terrible? Like that's uh, really funny. And in the background. So the fans practicing social distancing and wearing masks. <laughs> Otherwise they'll the be fan, bad. Influences. Are the CGI fans practicing social distancing? <laughs> Not at all. They oh, are bunched oh. together. They're all getting COVID. Bunch of a-holes. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> This is a robot computer plot. viruses. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, oh, that's I, a good I, joke. That's an underappreciated joke. You should say it again. <laughs> we should have all of our shows on with white claws, man. We find each other very amusing. All right, Robbie, you're the biggest baseball fan of all. I am. Us, I'm, I'm a baseball right? fan. So I'm, you... I'm a baseball purist, and because of that, going into this, I was Amazing. vehemently and violently against <laughs> CGI baseball fans. Uh, they, it does not serve any purpose. It's dumb. It's so stupid. It, it doesn't even look good. Um, but Pat, you kind of convinced me, like, it's so dumb and it's so bad that maybe it's amazing. I think like, that was my point <laughs> in the beginning. Why is Pat getting credit for this? Well, <laughs> Pat and I, I don't agree better on words. most of the time, so I'm trying to just give him some credit here. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to point out, we already hit on it, but I, I think you, one of you, Mike, said the cardboard cutouts, I'm very for that. And as a side note, most of the teams that are choosing to do cardboard cutouts are actually donating that money to charity. So fans might pay $80 to have their body and face behind home plate, and um, all that money is going to charity for the most part. So for that reason, I'm for it. I also think it's like a way to embrace the weirdness, but in a more... I don't know, like personal way and, and a creative way and like still sticks to the roots of baseball, which is like old school. It's not the CGI technology. It's a piece of cardboard <laughs> sitting in a seat. Like there's something pleasant about that old school approach to it. Um, so anyways, I was going to be very against CGI, but Pat and I guess Mike convinced me that I'm for it. <laughs> you think we could um, take like a, a picture like with the floor against logo and buy a cardboard cutout behind home plate. <laughs> we, we absolutely can. If we pull together $80, 20 bucks a person, we got it. All right. We'll have to look into that. Uh, someone a cover me. Closer. <laughs> $27 a person um, without bad. All right. Uh, very good. Thank you, Robbie, for that. We're on to our last topic for season one here, and we're moving on to Patrick Lothian. What do you have for us? Okay. <clears throat> so mine is smart homes and i'm kind of doing two four against in one so the first one is smart homes as they are and kind of like the level not like the best of what you could do right now but like the level an average person could buy or what would be in their home so what's an example of that so like you have the smart speakers maybe some light bulbs some um like uh smart plugs or something things smart plugs that kind of thing Timers set 
by your smartphone, things like that. Yes, stuff like that. And then it's smart homes in like 30 years from now. So which- Can you draw, draw us a picture of that? I mean, that's your picture to draw. Whatever you envision in your head, man. So like, <laughs> can thanks. we start with you? <laughs> <laughs> so like you, call, you wake up and you say, I want a caramel macchiato with two sugars and it makes it for you and all the lights come on automatically and it starts playing your, the music that you wanted to play that day, that kind of thing. But whatever you envision in 30 years. So I'm you're gonna, living in, it's the Jetsons. Yes. Um, so I'm going to start with Robbie. Uh, okay. I don't really have any smart home devices right now other than um, Alexa, Amazon Echo. I guess that's a smart device. And we, we use it for music. Oh, and listen, there, there she is. Um, <laughs> and all of our listeners who just now have to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know that it's always listening to us, but I personally don't care. I, I've got nothing to hide. So I'm for the current iteration of smart homes. Uh, I do enjoy the convenience of just saying, hey, play this music, set a timer. It, we don't really use it in as robust a way as we could. But for some of those simple things, even like video chatting, we, we have a, a Facebook portal. And just say, hey, call my mom on Facebook portal. That, that's kind of cool. So I appreciate that. In terms of the future, um, I am cautiously for it because if we were going to be talking about Elon Musk on this episode, we would <laughs> know that not. we're not talking about him. <laughs> and what I'm going to say is, is not to get onto that topic, but there is a real danger that if we don't approach artificial intelligence uh, in a, on a united front, meaning across corporations and across countries and governments, there's a real danger that AI could get out of hand. And uh, again, we'll get into this more on the Elon Musk episode, I'm sure. But it, it could get a little bit freaky. Again, I don't personally have anything to hide, so I don't care about it listening in or, or knowing what I do or what my thoughts are. But uh, we need to be careful. Yeah, Having so said the that, apocalypse has happened. Everything's messed up, but your house is really cool. We're <laughs> against that. I'm against that. I don't want the apocalypse <laughs> to happen. But if the apocalypse doesn't happen and it adds convenience to all of our lives, I'm for it. Okay, McFadden, what do you think? Okay, so I am very for smart homes, um, both in their current state and uh, what I project them to be in the future. Um, I don't have a ton of smart devices. I have an Amazon Alexa um, I was given a, a Google HomePod or whatever it's called um, when I had purchased a uh, um, a Nest thermostat, which I had in my old place and I was going to get for my new place, but my HVAC unit's so old that it's not compatible, <laughs> even with the professional install. Um, and, and then I also have a, a Wemo smart plug that I can link up with my Amazon um, Alexa and so like I can, I have like a salt lamp on my desk so I can turn it on and off with voice command. The only problem is I don't currently have an Amazon Alexa in my office where the salt lamp is. And so I have to like shout across the, the house or go to the other room to turn it on and off. Um, but I like all that stuff. Um, and I've actually started to use the Alexa more and more. Um, I specifically use it for ordering things um, that like I order frequently. So like when I run out of the dog treats that my dog likes, I will just 
order them and it's just so fast and it's so easy. And I imagine that's going to continue to be like a habit that people embrace. Um, and then in the future, I'm really excited for the way that devices will like play with each other. I like that my Alexa can control this third party plug that can turn on my lamp and turn it off. And so um, I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then I'm also looking forward to the way in which like artificial intelligence is going to allow like systems that don't really play together to play together in like a, a more seamless fashion. So like a smart TV where I could be like, Hey, find, you know, this movie and then it's going to scroll through, you know, my Netflix, my Hulu, my cable pack. It's going like, to scroll through everywhere and it's either going to give it to me because I have access to it or it's going to find me the cheapest version of it. Um, I'm, I'm very for smart homes. Um, I don't particularly uh, worry about like privacy issues. I probably should, but it's just so convenient that uh, I, I ignore it. Can I chime in really quickly? So nope. I know that this is kind of a, <laughs> I know that this is a common feature now on a lot of TVs, but where we were staying in West Virginia for the last couple months, on the remote control, you could just press a button to speak into it. And it was connected to Netflix and other streaming services. And we would just press the, bu the button and say, play The Office on Netflix. And then it would just go there and start playing. And that was incredible. Like not having that where I live here in New Jersey, you know, to have to turn on the TV, open my phone, connect the phone to the TV, find Netflix. Like, like you're back in the 50s. <laughs> you turn exactly. on Channel 3 to play video games. <laughs> stand up and, and it, it sounds turn the so knob. Dumb, but it actually was amazing to be able to do that. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't have that specific feature, but I've got similar features. And being able to just reduce friction um, is, is what I'm all about. I think that's why I was for the minimalist wardrobe. Mm -hmm. All right. Who's up Very next? Very good. Uh, Wine and what do you think? Um, so I have a few smart home devices in my home. I have a, a Google a home. I have uh, an Amazon Alexa. I've got the Nest. I've got the... Um, uh the amazon door ring i've got all of those you uh, are souped up i didn't realize that until we started talking about this is <laughs> that i actually have all of all of these things i even have a lock which i haven't installed yet that you like, might have the smartest home lock it from my <laughs> home yeah and i've got i've got bulbs that i can i can use but this was all your home has electric. an iq of 150 i've gotten almost all of these exclusively as gifts and That's um awesome. And that's how, how, how it goes. And, and I can understand the, uh, the privacy concerns too. I, I know people of a certain age who uh, unplug their Alexa when not using her. Um, <laughs> is, um, that's super you know, convenient for what you want to use. <laughs> when you want to use it. Um, I, you know, I also sometimes will call Robin and portal him. Uh, I've, I've done that a few times. He only picked up once, but that was is fun. That, is Wait, that the verb we use to describe that action? Uh, yeah, you, you portal them. Yeah, <laughs> if you guys have portals, I'll portal you. It's fun. Um, both both of you two have portals. Yeah, 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 we we do, and it was a lot of fun because I didn't even know that Wynan was going to call. Like one day, we were just sitting here, and the portal started ringing. Call from Mike Wynan. Call, and connect with your really friends enjoyable. during during quarantine, guys. Uh, I, um, but uh, anyway, I, I understand the um, the privacy concerns, but I've already given all of my info to Facebook, my ISP the IRS, uh, the DMV, my bank, my mortgage lender, like all these people have my social security number or whatever they can use to, to, um, to go after me. So 
I'm just uh, leaning into that embracing. I will say the only thing I really use my Alexa for, though, is to play uh, Older, Taller, Richer, the game we invented at, at Pat's uh, wedding in Toledo, Ohio. Um, it's very, very convenient to play that game. But uh, I'm for it. Okay. Well, what about you, Pat? Well, I'm a little mixed, which is interesting because I love tech. I think it has to do with like how much I can actually afford to have. <laughs> so it's like, how useful is it to you? Because we have, uh, I finally let my dad buy me a Google speaker. So we have one of those because I'm like, we could play music like when we're cooking and whatnot. And we use it every once in a while. But for nothing else, um, we don't have anything else for it to connect to. And then we got a ring and the ring package we got came with an Alexa speaker, which I have never plugged in. So no, it's just, I, I have, I haven't found a use uh, for it. And I, I, I think that there are plenty of uses if I'd figure out how to like add that to my daily life and then maybe I'd enjoy it more, but I, I'm waiting for a future in which all of it is more important. useful is all connected and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's still like just so separate right now uh-huh. where like I'm waiting for that unifying experience, which means you probably have to spend like a trillion dollars with Apple so that it's all part of one integrated system, which I know you'll never do, Pat. I will never do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I do, I, today I was searching something on my TV and Robbie, I was thinking, I really wish this had a remote or a microphone in it so I could do that thing. I don't have anything that can do that right now, but it's especially they like haven't figured out on TVs how to easily like plug in your information because anytime you have to like put in your email, it's you have to like hit a thousand different buttons to move your, the cursor around. It's so annoying. So I like the idea of it super for the future of it. Um, right now I just wish, I guess I wish I had more, I guess I'm jealous is the thing. So. Get them get as uh, Christmas gifts. That's, that's how I've collected my smart home. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> All right, I have one additional thing to add to this topic. Um, and this actually comes, Robbie, from your spouse, Lexi, um, who in the Instagram post when I teased this topic said, are you talking about Smart House, the 1999 Disney <laughs> Channel movie original? <laughs> and we weren't talking about that, but I looked up that movie and I'd just like to read the synopsis and I'd just like to do a rapid fire for against uh, for the Disney original Smart House. A boy tries to stop his father from dating by programming their computerized house to be a surrogate mother. Mike Winan, for or against? Sounds too scary for me, against. Patrick. Um, skip. <laughs> Robbie. Uh, against, I got a 53 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 53 is above average. I'm for that. That's a smart kid. Furring the house. He wants to have a nice mother. I'm for it. Okay. I'm against. It uh, does not pass my cover art test. I, I it don't does have Kevin Kilner in it. Yes, and Katie Volding. Katie, another Katie, spelled differently, Sagal, and Ryan Merriman. Um, bef- okay, Titans before we Hollywood. go, can, can we do, can we do a check in on the seltzer status how's everyone feeling um this is the goofiest episode we've ever done i'm still <laughs> against it i did not have a tall boy like you alcoholics but um i'm i it tasted fine but i'm still against it for all of the aforementioned reasons so with the natural light as as i had mentioned pat mentioned 
there's a little bit of an aftertaste that tastes like Natty Light. But worse than that is I've burped several times and the burp tastes fully like Natty Light. Like there's not a hint <laughs> of fruity seltzer. It is just pretty nasty flat beer that's coming out in the burps. It's so. forming into its original form inside <laughs> your stomach. <laughs> I have finished mine, but I've cringed after every sip. Michael, what do you stand? Because you you had both the truly yeah. and the white claw. Uh, I'm gonna try and finish the rest of this white claw. I got about eight ounces to go. Let's see. Oh, all at once? <laughs> Chug. Oh, oh I cannot advocate it. this. I'm he's against doing... this behavior. Nope. <laughs> Awful idea. Horrible idea. Oh yes. my god. Um, you tried more against than ever. <laughs> I would just like to say that I did do a poll, and I'm gonna put this up on. I don't know if my computer can pick this up, but uh, on Instagram, it was 89% to 11% that were in favor of hard seltzers. Wow. I ran, I ran this actually several times because uh, I don't know how to use the polling feature on Instagram <laughs> well. <laughs> and so that was the first time. The second time I ran it, it, I think the first time was like 35 responses. The second time was like 20 responses. And it was 100% for and then I ran it a third time because, again, I'm still not good at uh, <laughs> this. And so now it's actually 36% for, 64% against, but only 11 people Wait. have voted. So oh. I think we're That's skewing the... four, though. Yeah. All right. Our um, show is against, though. <laughs> I think so, yes. Um, I think that just about wraps up uh, the for against seg- section of the show. Uh, before we wrap up season one, I'd like to go around and do an instant review. Um, Patrick, what did you think of how we did this evening? You always go to me first with the instant review and I don't know what to say. Okay. We'll come <laughs> back. Mike Winan. Uh I'll do an instant review of the season. I've had uh, so much fun um, doing this with you guys. Um, it's not just the alcohol talking, but this has been a, a really fun thing that uh, 11 people listen to. Um, but I listened to it back to it uh, as soon as it's over because it was so much fun. Um, so I'd like to do more of them um, if you guys are willing. Um, so uh, A plus on the Robbie Silver scale of one to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, let's go to you. Uh, I agree with Mike. I, you know, I think that we are all very close friends. Some might say best friends. Uh, maybe you guys wouldn't say that, but I'll say that. <laughs> and but, but we're very bad about keeping in touch with each other during normal life. And Historically, we, we have been terrible. Yeah, yes. horrible. <laughs> we live different places. We just don't text very often. And this show has given us a great reason to not only have an hour discussion on the podcast, but during the week we're just we're, we're texting you know we're updating each other on things in our lives even off the air and uh for these reasons i'm so happy that we're doing this i agree a plus 10 out of 7 in terms of the fact that we're doing this in terms of this specific episode i actually had a lot of fun i think it might be because <laughs> of the natty light seltzer but i'm gonna go six and a half out of seven. Oh wow I want to see your rating when you listen back to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pat, it will be to you. Um, I agree with everybody so far. I don't know what M- Mike's going to say, so yeah, I can't agree with that. Curveball here. <laughs> Put an end to this damn show. <laughs> um, but kind of like Wyan said, like every time that it comes out, I very much enjoy listening to it. And I'm kind of sad 
that there like aren't more to listen to, which is kind of weird because I'm on it. But um, I, I hope that uh, that's exactly how every audience member feels. <laughs> I hope we get better at it. That's my yeah. big goal. <laughs> I, I do talk one. I do have, or I have talked to um, some of the people that I know that watch it and they've given positive feedback and they've sort of commented on some of the things um, that I think Mike was talking about in terms of like, you know, we have, some of us go back over 30 years, um, all of us go back um, decades. And so I think that that comes off in the conversations that we're having where we can be really mean to each other, but it comes from a really nice place. And so I hope, uh, I hope that our audience um, continues to grow and, and finds that endearing. Um, I will say I have the analytics in front of me right now. And on July 22nd, we had 83 plays. So, but I don't know if that's like cumulative, like (laughs) since we started or if that was on July 22nd. So I have to, you know, better understand how this analytics system works. Um, You're just good at all the internet stuff then. And (laughs) what do you teach? uh, Internet. Uh, so yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing this as well. Um, and I am uh, excited to to do another season, which I think will, I, I'm, I'm in favor of doing a season 10 at a time because I feel like that's what we started with and it gives enough where we could like commit to that without it being super overwhelming. And then if we ever decide that it's too much to take on, we can, you know, come to a stopping point. Um, so uh, anything else you guys want to say? Love you, man. Oh, that's so sweet. That is a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that puts a wrap on season one. Thank you so much for joining us on this 10-episode journey. We're taking next week off to have a production meeting, but we'll be back shortly thereafter with season two, which we hope will surprise and delight. One thing that we've learned over these past 10 weeks is that more than anything, podcasting relies on word of mouth to grow. If you're still listening an hour into this ridiculous episode, please consider telling just one friend about for or against or two. Uh, So far, we've enjoyed making these shows, but we're way more likely to keep making them if someone is actually listening on the other end. If you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts and connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and just launched today our (laughs) Facebook page. Oh man. For or against HUD. Thank you for everything. See you in two weeks. What happened? You said said Tic Tac. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep it in. Keep it in. Uh, Keep this part in too. (laughs) (laughs) The episode. And I noticed the Tic Tac and I thought it was funny. That wasn't that funny. <laughs> it, was funny. No, it, was, it was Pat's reaction to it that got me. Oh, use a Tic Tac. I was like, that's interesting. And then I started losing it. And then I started losing it. That's it. And I'm drunk. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics, are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against